Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you, Dr. Virginia? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing great. I'm just excited that we are back into a little bit of a routine and we have some episodes to share with our friends. And and so I'm really excited about our conversation today. If you happen to catch our last episode on January planning, then you heard us mention this topic during that discussion. We were listing all of the different things that we start preparing for in January and baby parent dedication, child parent dedication was one of those topics. And so we mentioned in the episode that we really wanted to spend a little bit more time on it because it is a big event for churches. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that we talked about how we personally have planned for them and how we have prepared for them. And so our hope is that through today's episode, no matter what your denomination is or what your belief may be on child dedication, on infant baptism, on christening, however your faith chooses to celebrate children in your church. We hope that we will give you some ideas and some encouragement on planning these special events in your church and for your services. And so Virginia, you want to kick us off? What what are some of your thoughts about having a, a special day to celebrate parents and children? Yeah. So, um, so for us, and so with our denominational background, um, we practice like baby dedication or parent dedication, parent child dedication, um, where, um, for baptism, we do believers baptism by immersion. Um, but we do try to set a time, set aside a special time, um, for parents to declare their desire to raise their children to know and follow the Lord. And so that is the heart of our baby dedication or parent-child dedication services. There's a lot of different names. We'll talk about that in a minute too. Um, But um, for us and and what I try to communicate to parents as I am preparing them for this is that, you know, this is um, really in some ways more, more about the parents than it is about the child. Um, Because we believe each child needs to make a decision to follow Christ. They need to make that decision for themselves. But in this parents are declaring their desire to raise their children to know and follow the Lord um, and to do that within the community of believers, within the community of the church. And so um, so really, in some ways, it's it's making a covenant, you know, with the church or making a promise before God. And so um, so it is something that I really try to communicate to our parents and I want our parents to understand that um, that this isn't. Um, you know, a, a ceremony, just, you know, like a graduation ceremony and you do it once and it's over or whatever. But this is really you declaring your desire, making a commitment and stepping out in faith to raise your child in this way with with the desire that they will know and follow the Lord. So for me, I wasn't raised in one particular denomination my entire life. And so I have actually attended churches that have very different beliefs and very different faith 
practices on this particular topic. And so I really think that no matter what your background, what your faith, what your beliefs are, when it comes to children and the church, the idea of having a service where the parents are committing to raising the child in the faith and helping them to grow, to have a personal relationship with Jesus is really the basis for all of these different types of ceremonies that a church may have. And so for me as a children's minister in a very particular denomination, I did very much almost look at it the way you were talking about where it's really more about the parent in the congregation Mm-hmm. than about the child themselves, because the child is going to grow and learn and have a personal relationship with Christ. But this is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you have never had this type of moment in your church services to think about taking an opportunity to, to recognize the importance of the parent being committed to raising mm-hmm. their child, learning mm-hmm. the word of God and knowing Jesus and God and, and having their personal relationship, but also an opportunity to help the congregation see how they can have an impact in the life of a child, how it's just as much of a commitment for the congregation mm-hmm. to do everything in their power to help raise our children in the way that they should go is, is just a huge moment for both. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the reasons why for me, for most of my ministry, I called it parent child dedication because I wanted the parents Mm -hmm. to realize Mm -hmm. that it was as much for them as it was for their children. Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. also didn't want to just limit it to newborn babies Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people who, you know, came to faith after their children had been born and were a little Mm -hmm. bit older. Mm -hmm. And so it gave them the opportunity because we would have sometimes first or second graders that would be brought in to parent child dedication because the parents were new believers Mm -hmm. and they wanted to commit before the church family that they were going to be raising their children in the church. So I think that there it's, it's a very, uh, it, it, it can vary according to your church community mm-hmm. and what your church believes and how you function as a church. But I really do believe that no matter how you look at it, the heart and the intent behind it is that the church is making a commitment to help the parents mm-hmm. raise their children in faith. And the parents are making a commitment that they are going to raise their children mm-hmm in faith. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just a great moment for the church family to come together to celebrate the child. Yes. And I like that verbiage as well, like parent-child dedication, parent-child commitment um, for those exact same reasons. And and one of the things that, you know, at parent-child commitment mm-hmm. that I like to communicate to parents as well as lots of other times is that they are the primary disciples of their children. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, the church is here. We are here to come alongside them, to help them, to guide them, to equip them, to support them. Um, But we can never take the place of a parent um, in any way in the life of their child, including spiritually. And so, and so, you know, wanting parents to to see and understand their role as the primary disciples of their children, to understand that we are committed to supporting them and coming alongside them and, you know, doing whatever we can to help them Um, But also, you know, empowering them Mm -hmm. um, and equipping them and helping them to understand that role really from the get go um, of, you know, dedicating their baby or their young child. So, 
Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, a special time in the life of the church. And mm-hmm. so now when you plan these events, do you have a certain time of year that you plan these events for? Do you do it multiple times during the year? What has been your experience with how you schedule and plan an event for parent-child dedication? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I feel like this is maybe the most typical one on Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> that one's almost, that one's like written in stone. There's got to be a parent-child dedication on Mother's Day. Um, and then also one or two other times throughout the year. Um, we just did one the first Sunday of January. Um, and so at least at, at the churches I've been at, there's, it's not been completely set in stone, if that makes sense. It's sort of been like, okay, we're definitely going to do one on mother's day. That one is set in stone. Um, but then maybe another one in the fall, another one in the winter. So those have been a little more flexible, um, just kind of as needed. Cause it seems like, um, I don't know. It just seems like babies come in batches. They do. (laughs) (laughs) That never fails. But it's sort of like, you know, you'll go through this season, you'll be like, oh my gosh, there's like six women like pregnant all at once in the church. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever. So um, yeah, so Mm -hmm. just kind of as needed. (laughs) Well, and again, that that really is dependent on your church community Mm -hmm. and what your church makeup looks like. Because again, you can't necessarily plan it for a certain time because you may not have any children Mm -hmm. to to dedicate, or you may be a very, very large church and Mm -hmm. you constantly have children that are being born (laughs) and parents that are wanting to do that. So I think that you do just have to look at your particular community mm-hmm. to decide how often you want to have this. Mm-hmm. Usually we ended up doing a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I have never done one on mother's day. Oh, really? And I really think huh. that it's just because there's so much else, you know, going yeah. on and, and mother's yes. day has been such a busy time that we have just typically, I have typically not have been at a mm-hmm. church where we planned one on mother's day specifically, but, but I have every church where I have been on staff, we have planned at least two times a year, mm-hmm. um, more if the church was larger to mm-hmm. be able to have that. Because again, you don't want to have so many families mm-hmm. to me that it gets overwhelming because sometimes yeah. I'll see churches that will do them and will just, especially if they're a large church, will just be speeding through it because there's like so many. Yeah. And I kind of prefer the idea of it being a little bit smaller so that you can have an opportunity to really have the family be part of this service. And it only has to be just a couple of minutes of your service. It doesn't have to take up the, the whole, whole time. entire time, but it's just, you want to make sure that they really have that opportunity to connect and to make that connection. Mm-hmm. And it always makes it really sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So who in your church gets to participate in parent child dedication? Yeah. For me, I always wanted the pastor to be the lead in mm-hmm. In, in really connecting with the parents and the congregation. I really wanted that. And I know for a lot of churches, it will be just the children's minister that will be on stage for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, But I do feel like it's really important. I have been a part of some churches where it's only the pastor. Mm-hmm. And I do really feel like it's important for the preschool and the children's ministers to mm-hmm. be a part of that service, mm-hmm. to be a part of that presentation, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just to maybe introduce the children and the families or to hand out something or to do something, because I think it's really, really important for the children's minister and for the preschool minister to have that opportunity for the the congregation to see them interacting mm-hmm. with the families. Yeah. 
But I do think it's really important that the pastor is a part of that as well, mm-hmm. the senior pastor, because, you know, he is the 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 spiritual leader of the church. And so mm-hmm. we want him to be connecting with the families, because a lot of times the children and the parents don't always get that connection with the senior pastor. So I think it's always a really great thing to have that happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And in, in thinking about like families participating as well, because this was some discussions that I've seen online as well, like in the churches that I've been in, um, we have only done families who are members of the church. Um, and so versus families who are regular tenders. And so, you know, within our church, we have, you know, a membership process where, you know, people, you know, through one way or another, essentially like declare like, okay, like I want to join this body of believers and be a member of this church and be Mm -hmm. active. And so, so there is, um, a level of accountability within that, um, a level of, you know, expectation that, you know, we want our members to, to be involved, to be serving, to be fellowshipping. And so, Mm -hmm. Um, and so from our perspective, if part of this covenant is covenanting to, with this church, right. to raise your children, to know the Lord, then we ask those families to be a part of this church, right. to be members of this church. And so yes. that is, um, you know, the system that we have within our church. And I know not all churches have, um, membership and, and that's right. sort of in the same way, um, yes. But if a family tries to just sort of come out of the woodwork and they're like, hey, and I've had this happen, like, hey, I, you know, I'd like to come dedicate my child. I heard you're doing a child dedication. And I'm like, okay, like, hey, I don't I don't know if I'm familiar with you, you know, trying to have these sort of conversations over the phone and being like, oh, have you, you know, how long have you been attending with us? Oh, I've never come to your church before. (laughs) And I'm sort of like, okay, well, thank you. Can you come in? Let's come in. Let's meet. Let's talk, you know, because you know, I'm not comfortable with, again, a parent making a commitment before the Lord to raise their child alongside our body of believers if they've never come before. I don't know. And right. again, well, not think, everyone has those same views, but that's, right. that's where we land. That's where I land. So, well, and I think that that's where it's really important that the parents understand what you are doing. Because I think a lot of people, when they do think of dedication, they are thinking of infant baptism or christening or, you know, however a church faith may look at, Mm -hmm. you know, how you bring a child into being involved in the church and Mm -hmm. in the church community. And so I think that sometimes, especially if you are, are raised in a particular faith, then you sort of assume that every faith has mm. that same component. And so I've had some parents where I've had to have that conversation. So to make sure that they understood that yes. for our church, the dedication isn't any kind of salvation experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that for our church, the dedication is a commitment that the parents mm-hmm. are making to the church and the church is making to the parents. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure they totally understand yeah. what's yes. happening because again, it's really easy to kind of think, Oh, that means that you are, you know, somehow christening the child or you're, you know, you're, you're ba- the child is being baptized or that type of thing. And so we have to kind of step back and say, I want to make sure you understand in our faith, in our church, this is is what we teach. And so I think it is very complicated now to be able to say that it would just be a member of the church 
always because like you said, there's mm-hmm. a lot of churches now that, that don't even have memberships. Right. You don't right. have that traditional membership mm-hmm. portion to mm-hmm. the church. And so, but I do think it's really, really important that you have some way that you are spending time with the parent to communicate exactly mm-hmm. what's happening during this particular service so that they are aware of, mm-hmm. you know, your doctrinal beliefs, your faith, what your church is teaching and what you're hoping to accomplish through mm-hmm. your particular ceremony, if that makes sense. Yes. So. Well, and it's like, that's, that's a great, you know, tie in to, cause one of the things that I've done um, at our churches and I've done this under three, three different senior pastors is um, we have a one session sort of training meeting yes. um, or, or, you know, class for parents prior to the dedication. And it is a, um, like a requirement. Yeah. I try to be gracious with that language, but just like right. what you're saying, we want parents to understand, you know, exactly our beliefs and what exactly right. it is they're doing, what exactly it is they're committing to. Right. Um, and so we always do just like a one session class on a Wednesday night. Cause we have Wednesday night ministries. So there's nursery, mm-hmm. there's children's ministries, there's preschool ministries. Oh, um, yeah. There are places for the kids to go um, and for parents to come in and have this one session meeting. Um, and so I've always done that, um, alongside the senior pastor, just like what you're saying earlier, Mm -hmm. um, in, in the senior pastors I've worked under and I've worked under three, um, it's always been sort of a a combined effort between me and between them. And they've all always wanted to be a part of this. And they've all always wanted to take this time and take this opportunity to invest in parents and to encourage them and to challenge them. And so, um, so I've been very grateful for that, that, that all the senior pastors that I've worked under have been, um, very invested in parent child dedication. And they've always wanted to, to be a part of, you know, the service and the training meeting for parents as well. Right. right. Well, I think it's a really important thing. I think it's, it's really important for churches to think about how they're partnering with parents, mm-hmm. how they're leading parents, because I think one of the the biggest questions that I would get over the years, parents really struggle with how to share their faith with their children. Mm-hmm. For some people, it does come naturally. And especially if you have served in ministry in some way, or if you've been in church your entire life, then it may come more naturally for you to share your faith with your kids and to know how to do that. But for so many new parents, you know, faith may be new for them. And They're not quite sure what to do, but they do sometimes have this notion of we just bring our kids to church and leave them and you take care of that. And we don't have to worry about doing anything to lead our children because that's what we bring them to church for having this special time with your families, with the parents, it gives you that opportunity to help them learn how to be a part of their children's faith Mm -hmm. and how to help lead their children to know Christ And so I think that that's why it's so important. And I love it when senior pastors get into it. Mm -hmm. I served at a church where the pastor had very specific things that he did during the parent-child dedication. Um, At this particular church, we literally just did it as children were born. So if a child was born their first Sunday in the church, we planned for them to come. And the pastor would actually, you know, take the child and walk 
like up and down the aisles in the sanctuary, like talking to them and introducing <laughs> them to the church. And it was always such a special moment because it was either just like an incredibly special moment or the child would be like totally losing it. And it would be kind of a funny moment. Uh, but either way, it was just sort of this opportunity that the pastor felt like that he was making mm-hmm this commitment to have a relationship with the child and with the parents. And he took that moment to kind of, you know, do that and to talk to them as he walked, you know, through the sanctuary. So yes, I think it's wonderful when senior pastors have just sort of this commitment to making Mm -hmm. this unique and special in whatever way they're choosing to make Mm -hmm. it unique and special, but just so that, um, they are are having a part of this. So yeah. Well, and you mentioned equipping parents, and I brought lots of resources. Yeah, um, I love resources. I, yes, yes. So I just <laughs> piled them all in a bag from our most recent um, parent-child dedication meeting, um, so that I could bring them to show and to share. So one of the things, the very first thing I have is um, at every parent-child dedication meeting um, that we have, I have a folder for all of our parents. Right. Um, and so and and. Again, this is sort of going into different senior pastors have done it different ways, um, but we always have um, in some way, shape or form, like an actual commitment form uh-huh. um, that parents sign. And so I've seen it done with commitment cards and they sort of check off certain things that they commit to do. And I was always a little bit like, I don't know, a little like iffy about that because in my mind, I'm like, and, and it was basic spiritual things like reading your Bible with your children, teaching them to pray, teaching them to serve, teaching them to give. And I'm sort of like, do we want to make all these things optional? Like, yeah. And so this, uh, this is a more recent one that, that, you know, I've been doing in churches. And so it is um, certain just spiritual disciplines that we ask parents to commit to do. And we, we try to definitely communicate that, you know, none of us do this perfectly and we're never going to do it perfectly, but these right. are the the key and the core spiritual disciplines that we do want to pass on mm-hmm. to our children. And, you know, in that meeting, I try to go over um, the actual Sunday morning service. That way they know exactly what to expect right. um, in different churches. Um, I've done, we've done like congregational responsive readings to where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the pastor will, you know, read a certain, yeah. you know, phrase or whatever and asking the parents like, okay, do you commit to do such and such? And the parents say we commit and then turning to the church and saying like, okay, you know, here's this, do you commit to this? And the church responds, we commit. And so, you know, I I really like those because I feel like it reinforces this idea that it's parents and churches committing together to raise children to know the Lord. And so I always try to have those available to parents Um, because again, I want them, even though usually what they have to say is just like two or three words, I, I want them to come in feeling prepared and feeling comfortable for it's for sure. Right. Service. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I always like to do a little bit of, um, child development and spiritual formation. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I know. We have to, we have to help them to understand. No, that's what we're there for. Yes. And so that's the stuff that we love. And so I'm, I've been using the same PowerPoint presentation for probably about 10 years now. Just kind of edit it as needed. Um, but yeah, taking through parents, just some basics of as different things they can do with their children as they grow right. um, that are going to work well with where their children are at developmentally. 
It's a um, great time to give them a copy of the levels of biblical learning. If you have that opportunity, if you have that resource, if you use that resource, yes, <laughs> it's just always a great, yeah, yes. that's a great thing to have for parents to help them to know what kids can understand at what stage of their life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so I actually, I gave our parents both of these this time. So ages and stages is just a little booklet. You can get like a pack of 10 of them for, I think, $10 or something. Um, so I gave them this. So this is just the levels of biblical learning. Um, I also gave our parents this time this book called Every Age, Every Stage, which is um, a very sort of practical, um, hands-on, how do you teach the concepts of the levels of biblical learning? And so um, it's, it's the desire is for this to be very practical. I want, right. you know, I told parents, I don't know if you'll necessarily sit down and, you know, read it cover to cover, but it's a good reference book, um, about teaching different biblical concepts to your children at each right. age. Um, and so I gave this one to parents this year as well, because I give them a folder and I also give them, um, like a little gift bag. And I like to do this during the parent meeting. Um, and I know sometimes, you know, we'll give them all these things on Sunday morning, but when like you're juggling a kid and you're on stage, it's like, do you really want someone to hand you like a certificate and a bag and a book and a a Bible? And so I always like to give all that during the parent meeting. And so we give them, I gave them these books, um, a little baby Bible. Um, My current church, one thing that I love that they do is they do embroidered handkerchiefs with the thought that, um, you know, whenever your child makes a decision and comes to Christ, they can use that handkerchief in their baptism right? and have it with them on their wedding day. And so the desire is that this little embroidered handkerchief from their baby dedication right. then becomes a keepsake really for, you know, for the rest of their lives. Wow, that's and I, yeah. I know I was like, oh, yeah. I love this I love idea. That. I yeah. love this idea. Um, but I also brought in other books um, to show parents. I, I brought in our, our favorite Bible, which I know we've talked about and shown before, but we yes. can't show it again. <laughs> um, yes. So these are a couple um, just examples of books that I brought in. This is our book that we use with our children. It's like all taped up because our kids, my kids rip the cover off. Because um, <laughs> that is right. Say the title for that one. So, yes. you, you held it so up. This but, one, yes. This one is the big book of Bible stories for toddlers. And it's um, a part of the one big story Bible line, which is our favorite kids Bible, mine and Valerie's both. Do you want to, ha- do you want to show yours? Well, um, let me, I will in just a minute. I want to, I'll tell what I usually do. Cause what I do is yes. a little different than what a lot of people do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, yes. So the one big story Bible is our favorite kids Bible. Um, I also brought in just a few other books to show parents. This is another one, full circle parenting. Um, our pastor's wife absolutely loves this book. Um, are you familiar with the gospel, the three circles gospel way of presenting yes. the gospel? Yes. yes. So this is um, basically approaching hard conversations or what could be hard conversations with your children through the gospel and like with a gospel perspective. Interesting. So, full circle parenting. And full circle parenting. It is by Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins okay. um, with Leslie Bennett. Um, I so, that That's interesting. Yeah. So it's about, you know, approaching some of those more difficult conversations mm-hmm. with kids um, with like a very gospel centered approach. Um, I also like this. Um, this is the whole story for the whole family. This is um, a set of devotional family devotionals um, that's designed to be used with children of multiple ages. 
Um, because as much as I love this, I love all of the different versions of the big picture Bible with, you know, devotions and Bible stories and stuff. If you've got, you know, an older child, if you've got 11, 12 year old, they're not going to be interested in sitting and, you know, looking at a picture Bible devotional book that a five-year-old would enjoy. And so this one's designed to be used with families of kids of multiple ages, Mm -hmm. um, which I liked. But who is that by? Yes. So uh, the whole story for the whole family, a year of Jesus centered family devotions by Michael Kelly. Um, let's see. And then these, this one, the every age, every stage is Ken Heinemann, Landry Holmes, and Jana Magruder. Um, let's see. This one is, have you seen the, um, the whole like jars of marbles where it's like yes. there's one marble for every week until your child turns 18. So yes. this is um, from those same people. Don't miss it about trying to capitalize on every week of your child's life. Since you mentioned that, let's yes. talk about that for just a minute, because yes. I have been involved with churches that actually do that during the parent child dedication service, oh, where yeah. basically the idea is you have this jar and it's full of marbles and mm-hmm. it's one marble for every day. Um, from when the child was born until they turn 18. Mm -hmm. And the idea that a lot of the churches that I've seen do this have done is that they will have that jar and they will encourage the parents to pull out a marble Mm. every day, like to have it somewhere prevalent in the home Mm -hmm. and to pull out a marble each day so that they are, you know, aware of how quickly time is passing and how little time we have with our kids until they turn 18 and they are essentially, you know, on their own. And so it's that idea of really having the visual in your home of realizing how quickly time is going to pass because coming from experience, it goes a lot quicker than it feels like (laughs) when you're in the middle of it. Yes. And so that is sort of the idea of that, but it's, it's just having that visual to help. And, and I have seen some children's ministers that have done, um, there was a church that I visited that asked me to come to sort of, you know, look at their ministry. And it happened to be when they were doing a parent child dedication in this particular church didn't do the parent child dedication during service. They had a banquet a certain number of times a year mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. parents would come to the banquet. They would have a dinner. They would bring them up on stage and introduce them. And then they would do all of their doings in that way. And that particular children's minister would always have that jar just as a demonstration because yes. she would always like speak a few minutes to the, the urgency that we have as parents to be raising our children yes. um, to know the Lord and how to raise them learning the word of God. And so she kind of used that as a visual Um, And so she didn't necessarily give one to each one. So it's been used a myriad of different ways, but the idea is to somehow let families know, you know, just to sort of bring that up in the minds that, you know, we have a limited amount of time with our kids and it goes very quickly. Yeah. It's that whole, the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah. So you're right. When you're in the middle of it. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it in the middle of it, but I promise you, you're going to get to a point because I never believed that. I really never did. But there is going to be a point that you get to in your life where you're like, wow, that was so much faster than I thought that it was at the time. So, yeah. 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 And then my last thing um, that I like to show my parents, this is from Parent Q. Um, oh, some of these are upside down. So these are um, for each year of life. So like this one is parenting your kindergartner. Uh-huh. And so it is um, part 
sort of guide about what's going on with kids emotionally, developmentally, cognitively, and then also part journal to, you know, write down memories of what your child is like at each stage. And so these are from parent cue, parenting your kindergartner, parenting your new baby. And so I think those are, those can be neat um, for parents who like to journal and who, who want to write those things down or who are interested in, you know, learning about more about their child developmentally at each age. So yeah. Well, and I think having that parent meeting before your service is incredibly important because no matter mm-hmm. what the, because obviously a lot of the resources that I used in the past are, are no longer available or, or have changed or different. But I think the idea is you finding some really current helpful resources mm-hmm. for parents, because I always had parents ask me, is there a book that you would recommend? Is there something that I could read? Is there something that would help me? And so it's finding those materials. And even if you can't purchase any of them because of budget, which is obviously always a concern, Mm -hmm. you can at least have them displayed and you can Mm -hmm. talk about them with the parents. So that gives them some options of things that they can find that would be helpful for them. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I always did the same. I always had the meeting. I always talked a little bit about child development. I always talked a little bit mm-hmm. about um, just a parent's responsibility in raising their child. And we talked a lot about um, the, the different options that we had at the church for activities and things that kids could be involved in and, and that type of thing. So we, we always did that. Um, the one thing that I mentioned earlier, because we were talking about the Bible, one of the things that I've always done a little differently, and I had to do them differently over the years. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in my heart was that I, because you know me and, and how much I love the word of God and how much mm-hmm. I love teaching children the word of God. And usually churches will give the children just like a small new Testament, Mm -hmm. something that is designed as a keepsake. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so something that I started doing really early in my ministry is that I didn't want the parents to look at the Bible as a keepsake or something Mm -hmm. that the children weren't supposed to be touching or weren't Mm -hmm. supposed to be using. Mm -hmm. And so my gift to the parents typically for the parent child dedication was to give them a preschool Bible that was Genesis to Revelation. So I would actually gift them a full Bible so that we were giving them the child's first full word of God. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I would always, as I, you know, in, introduced and we did the service, I would always take that moment to share with the parents and with the congregation that we believed that children could understand the word of God and could learn the word of God and that we didn't want them to um, just think of it as something that could not be touched, but we wanted them to have the word of God that they could hold and they could open and that they could learn from and that they knew the entire word of God from Genesis to Revelation was for them from day one. Mm-hmm. And so that was why, and I did typically, I, and I, like I said, I, you know, you guys have heard me say before <laughs> we, we recently moved and I don't have an office right now. And so I've had to put a lot of my resources in storage. And so apparently my preschool Bibles are one of the things that I put in storage thinking, well, that I didn't really need the preschool Bibles right now, but the idea was, and so I did just pull out my big picture uh, interactive Bible, which I love so very much that I do keep with me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And actually this was always the Bible that I gave 
to my first graders coming from preschool, moving mm-hmm. into the, because that, you know, I've, I've said before, for me, Bibles and budget were very important. And mm-hmm. so I always felt like if I gave the preschoolers their Bible at their dedication, then the preschoolers had a full Bible from us. Mm-hmm. And then I would give the children's Bible at when they were going into first grade, because we would always present the first graders to um, the congregation as well. So those were the kind of two times that I gave the full Bible to them. But I will say I have been involved in churches where they had a tradition of that small Bible, mm-hmm. the small mm-hmm. keepsake Bible, the, the New Testament. And they preferred not to do the big Bible. They wanted to do the small one. Mm-hmm. And so when I had that situation that happened, obviously I respected what the church tradition was and what the church had always done. But personally, like, from the children's ministry, there would always be a gift coming in some way. Like, for example, if if I had a child born, when I would go visit at the hospital, my gift when I was at that particular church, mm-hmm. when I went to the hospital, was that Bible. Was the like Bible. That was yeah. Their, yeah, the full Bible. That was their mm-hmm. you know birth gift that I would take to the hospital to them. Um, if it was a family that came in after that, then it would, would be, uh, I would give that Bible to them during that meeting that we had mm-hmm. where it, that was the children's ministry gift to them because the church's gift was that small keepsake Bible. So I did have to kind of adjust how I did that mm-hmm. over the years, according yeah. to what the church's tradition was. But my idea was always that I wanted preschool parents to know that it was okay for their kids to hold and touch a Bible, that I wanted them to be familiar with it and to know it and for it to be a part of who they were um, because they had that Bible from the very beginning. And so that was kind of what I did there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. All right, what next? Well, we've talked about lots of different ways to do the service, but I guess maybe touch on um, some more ideas of things to do in the service for the actual dedication and different ways that we can do and different things that we can do. Because just even, you know, even the the different pastors that I've worked under have had, you know, slightly different ways of doing things. So mm-hmm. like, you know, for example, so, you know, some want to do the congregational reading, some don't, right. um, at, you know, at one church. And this was, this was always a lot of work. We would, <laughs> as we were introducing each family, prepare slides with a photo um, and, and the name of the child, um, you know, for each family. And then right. trying to get all those photos submitted. <laughs> Just reminding people, be like, don't forget, send me the picture of your baby. Yes, and then we like, changed it from a picture of just the baby to a picture of the family. And some of them were like, we don't have a good family picture. And then, you know, setting up the media person to take pictures one Sunday beforehand to get it all ready. To that is a brave thing to add into the service right there. Is what that is. So it was very nice, but it definitely was a lot of work, both on on me and on the media person preparing all of that. Um, for sure, for sure. So that was always nice. And then, I've and um, I've also heard of other churches, some churches who even do um, like photo times with the senior pastor ahead of time. So you have like a photo booth or like a photographer set up and you can kind of like do your pictures before the dedication service. That way you have really? family pictures. Yes. Wow, that's <laughs> so, impressive. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, 
So I, you know, there's yeah. enough moving parts and enough uncertainty just having like, you know, eight or however many, six or eight babies right. up on the stage. Right. I do like to keep it simple. Right. Well, I, there's a couple mm -hmm. of things that I'm thinking as you're talking about this, because I've uh -huh. not seen that before, but there's <laughs> a couple of things that immediately popped into my mind is that one, you, you don't want to have the pieces of what the parents have to do before the dedication to be so complicated mm -hmm. that they may not make it mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And you also don't want to not have everyone included in it mm -hmm. if some mm -hmm. people can't make it right but you don't want them to not dedicate their child because they couldn't make it to a photo you know what I mean like <laughs> right, my brain right. is kind of going through all of these things yes. thinking that if you can make that work that's amazing <laughs> yeah. but I think that we want to make sure that we don't want to put so many requirements because mm -hmm. ultimately as special mm -hmm. as we can make these events which we can right. always really make these events special but ultimately, our main focus is to help parents to see mm -hmm. that they are making a commitment to mm -hmm. raising their children in the church and that the church is making a commitment that mm -hmm. they are partnering with the parents. Mm -hmm. And so I really think that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. And usually whenever I've done it in the services, I, I usually speak a little bit about, you know, this commitment of what it is. And the pastor also kind of speaks a little bit about what this commitment of what it is. So it's sort of like we kind of end up book bookending it to where yeah. I sort of started out and introduced families. And then he mm -hmm. sort of, you know, is down on the floor with them as they're coming up. And he sort of closes it out again with either a congregational reading or reminder to the church or whatever. And then, and then a prayer time for the families as well. So, so you're right. We definitely um, want to keep it doable. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. You, you, you um, want to make it convenient for the families, yes. but yes. I do think it's important that you, you do find ways to make it special and unique, mm -hmm. but I don't want to make it so special and unique <laughs> that it could cause like a know, hoop to jump through to yes. get it all together. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. We want, we want to encourage them to do this. We want to encourage mm -hmm. them to be a part of this because it's mm -hmm. all about part of our responsibility to partner with parents, to train their children. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and, and when I say that, I mean, you know, to teach them the word of God, to share with them about the love of Jesus, to help them understand they can have a personal relationship. And mm -hmm. so all of those things are things that we do over time with our kids every yes. day, a little bit every day. It's not just one particular ceremony. It's not one particular time at church. It's not just the moment they receive Christ or the moment that they are baptized. It's a lifetime of modeling and sharing and helping them to become um, a believer that has this personal commitment and personal relationship with Jesus. And yeah. so to um, become the person that God created them to be, right, you know, right. Yeah. And so we're, we're helping them to do that by, by doing these types of events, by spending time with the parents, helping them to find ways to help their children to be able to learn more about Jesus. And that's what we're there for. And so yeah. this is a perfect opportunity for us to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dr. Virginia, it's been fun talking with you about this subject. And I hope that it's been helpful to our friends that are listening to just again, we, we our, our heart is that we want to just help you walk through these thoughts and in mm -hmm. the process of planning and to think about 
what you feel called in your ministry to do for your families and for mm -hmm. your children that attend your church. And so we wanted to make it um, hopefully helpful and uh, give you some ideas and some things to, to go on. We just appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you partnering with us as we try to minister to you and serve you. And so we just appreciate all of the follows, all of the subscriptions, all of the comments that you make to us are so encouraging. And we just hope that we can continue in this new year to be helpful to you. <laughs> just keep an eye out. We have some plans that we are really looking forward to moving forward through this year. And so yeah. we hope that you can join along with the journey with us as we find more ways that we can help you in your ministry. So we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.